Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Elmo's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Or Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory, great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Terrific service department that backs it up every step of the way at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our weekly high school football roundtable. Hi, guys. How are you? Great. How are you doing? Great. Yep, doing Thanks. good, Steve. Good. Great to have you guys on board here. All right. So let's get to uh, last week. Um, and for each of you, how would you evaluate? And we'll start with Lewisburg and Greg. That is their best overall game of the year. Uh, yeah. They beat Central Columbia 20-3. to um, On Central Columbia's opening drive, they, they probably drove it 40 yards, tried a field goal, made a field goal. From then on, Lewisburg held them to under 100 yards for the, for the game until the game was well out of hand. And they, they got maybe 35, 40 yards in their last series throwing the ball. So defensively, they, they uh, controlled the line of scrimmage. Offensively, that was their best balance attack for the year. They had 140 yards rushing, and they had 120 yards passing. So it was, it, it was fun to watch them play last week. And that makes a big difference. I'm sure that puts a little added uh, jump in the step at a practice. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it was really um, fun to go to practice yesterday and watch them. They're, you know, they were laughing, having a good time. When I say they were enjoying themselves, laughing, having a good time, but they were being coached up and stuff like that. But they, they were crisp at practice last night. They did a nice job. Can you be a little more critical of what's going on at a practice when you come off a win? I, I think you can, Steve, um, because the kids now know what they need to do to win, and yeah. they want, they they enjoy the feeling of winning. You know, uh, I can remember what it felt like when I was back in high school—the feeling of of winning after a week of practicing for an opponent. You know, you, you know what you need to do, and they want to get better. And um, I think that's—I think it was noticeably different last night. Uh, Dave. Uh They've played two really good teams back-to-back, but they've also given up 115 points in the two games combined. What are you seeing defensively? Well, I thought they did a much better job against the pass uh, with Seelands Grove. Uh, The quarterback, Pastor, had some uh, receivers got open, but the, the, the ball was overthrown. Uh, the, the special teams gave up a punt return for the first touchdown to Tucker Teets, and uh, really they had trouble controlling him. They really did. He, Seelands Grove, uh, he's he's one heck of a back, and they have a good offensive line. And to be and to be honest with you, I look at our defensive front, and I'm most times I'm looking at two freshmen and a sophomore starting up front, and they're sure. not big kids, so. 
I, 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 I am impressed with the fact that after uh, Seals Grove went up by two touchdowns, that uh, Shiklamy came back and got 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 a, a touchdown with a long pass to uh, to our, our our little split end. And uh, <laughs> you know, I, these Jim Kaiser says he loves these kids. The coaches love them, and I can see why, because they they just play. I mean, you know, sometimes I remember when I coached basketball and everybody wanted us to play man to man. And I said, what happens if every man is, is better than every man that I have put on them? I'm going to lose. All right. Well, there's a lot of times that some teams are have better uh, players than you do. And right now, Shikalimi's dealing with that. But most of it has to deal with experience. Uh, I, I I look at Luke Snyder. He's one of the senior leaders out there. He always has a good game. He's been around for four years, Steve, and he's you know he's he's he knows what he's he, he's got confidence, and I I think that you're going to see uh, a difference in the in the next couple of games with this team. Uh, the potential to put points on the board is there. It really is. Uh, they just need to get a couple of, uh, and I think you un would understand this, they have to get a couple of breaks go their way. No doubt. And uh, it's something that uh, we, we just kind of sitting back and waiting for. I was not bored watching the game. I really wasn't. I enjoyed watching Seals Grove play, but I enjoyed our kids when, when, when they did well on offense. Well, it's not just putting points on the board, but how much does the offense need to help to keep the defense off the field? A lot. They, you know, basically, Shikalimi has to get a ground game going. Yeah. You know, uh, some people pass the setup to run. Well, we need we need to run so that we get a better. Uh, so Brody has better chance back there to throw the ball downfield. Mm -hmm. right. And uh, right now. Um, we, we really don't have, uh, like if they run a jet sweep or if they run a regular sweep, uh, it, we, we haven't had the ability to get the kid outside. Uh, most, of, most of the running has been, you know, off tackle uh, right up the middle. And uh, Luke does a good job, but if that's, if that's something the defense always keys on, he's, he's, you know, up against a brick wall a lot of times. Uh, Greg, it's going to be Danville and Lewisburg this week. Danville coming off that 41-17 loss to Southern Columbia, or 40-17 to loss to Southern Columbia. What do you think about this matchup this week? Uh, uh, I'm kind of excited about it, Steve, and the, and the reason is last year we played Danville even up in the first yeah. half, and they had a good team last year. I think they were better last year than they are this year. But it's really the same style of offense that they're running uh, this year. Uh, I'm excited to see him play because, like I said, I think these kids are looking forward to the challenge this week. Yeah, because I watched some of the Danville-Southern Columbia game mm -hmm. last week. I watched some of that. About yeah. a quarter's worth I watched. Yeah. Uh, could not run the ball. Or at no. least, in my opinion, didn't even try to run the ball. I think they had minus 24 yards yeah. of rushing offense against right. them. Yes, and they, and they kept running everything out of the shotgun and yep. wanting to throw the ball, and they couldn't. They couldn't get anywhere with it. Right, right. Now, they their quarterback was out last week. So yeah, they, so that's what I mean. He was the number yeah. two guy. Yeah, the number two guy. But and he, uh, the Johnson kid, he's a heck of a wide receiver. Well, he's a heck of an athlete. He's just right. a good athlete. So. Um, It'll be interesting to see what they do, at, uh, if the quarterback will play this week or not. 
It would be funny if Shikolimi had a home game and had to play it at Shemokin. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No. Yeah, you know, that, that, that could have happened, Steve. Yeah. It could have happened. And thank goodness that the, uh, right. that the company from New Jersey wants to get home, and they got, they got everything done uh, actually a week ahead of time. So we were happy for that. And you know, the field the, looks nice. It was great. I yeah. was down in the Seals Grove Shik game, and the field is really nice. Yeah, it's, 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 I, I'm glad to hear that. Because um, that's the first group of guys I ever heard that wanted to get home to New Jersey. All right, so. <laughs> I, I, you know, I said that kind of uh, ironically, all right? So, uh, yeah, but, but anyway, because, uh, yeah, you got it. I, I purposely didn't take a job in New Jersey because of New Jersey. Yeah, well, we're glad you didn't. Uh, Shemokin did win last week. They beat uh, Central Mountain 27-14. to 14. All right, so what about this matchup? And like, How important would it be for Shikolami to be the team that's in front at halftime? Very much so. Uh, I think that they they need to experience that, all right, and uh, give them some confidence. And then they can come out, and I think they can manage the game a little bit different instead of always having to play from behind. Uh, is. I think Shemokin and Shikolami uh, are pretty close to being equals on the field. And I'm talking not just about size and, and ability, but I'm talking about underclassmen. I think I think Coach Persing, he has a freshman quarterback, and I think he's got quite a few freshmen that are playing other positions. So I, I, somebody said, were you surprised they beat Central Mountain? I said, well, Shikolami should have beat Central Mountain. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. we really should have. And uh, so I think that that's going to be – I think it's going to be a good game. I, I Since we're playing at Shikolami, I'm hoping that that helps our kids out uh, and like I, I I Kevin Kevin talks to coach Kaiser every week and Kevin asked him this question when do your young kids become varsity players and he mm-hmm. said usually the seventh or eighth game yeah. well we're getting close you know so uh, I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that 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 takes place not for Shicklin but I hope Shemokin's kids are still ninth <laughs> graders all right <laughs> something that's happened since the pandemic high school participation across the country in footballs up five to seven percent what are you seeing in numbers in our area I I think I think are, they're up. Yeah. I mean, Shikolimi's numbers are up, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I Seals Grove I thought was up, and I think go ahead, Greg. Yeah, Lewisburg's up. They had 48 kids out this year. Good. Our our eighth grade. Um, there are no ninth grade teams anymore, Steve. Right. That has gone by the wayside. Uh, I'm hoping maybe eventually we can come back to having a ninth grade team, but the eighth grade team at Shikolimi is like 35, 40 kids, yeah. and right. and it's I'm telling you. Chickalemi, if if this ninth grade class continues on and the eighth grade class that's there coming up, this could be the group of kids that finally help uh, the, the Braves get back on track. And with those numbers, uh, you know, that's great because, you know, uh, you always have the kids that, that quit playing, you know, uh, for certain reasons. And if you start with 20 and, and a lot of kids quit, you know, all of a sudden you don't have many kids out. But uh, I'm, I'm excited about uh, I'm excited about the younger kids. All right, so let's bring in Zach Showers now to talk about uh, Sealens Grove. And same question to you. I mean, Zach, are you uh, are you seeing greater numbers? Because nationally, the trend is up five to seven percent. Yeah, I think generally speaking, um, Sealens Grove's numbers have been. I think we lost him there. At least I lost him. Hello, Zach. I'm here. Do you got there me? You, there you go. Now All I right. got you. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> um, yeah, as far as numbers, I would say they've been relatively consistent at Salem's Grove the past couple of years. This is not a 
real big ninth grade group. Um, sometimes you just have that across the board, but I know the junior high numbers are in a pretty healthy place. So over overall, um, I feel like Salem's Grove has adequate numbers to compete at a high level at Quad A. All right, so let's talk about last week uh, because obviously one over Shikolemi. What did you think about the level of performance from Sealands Grove? Overall, I was really pleased um, being able to play on a Saturday night. I know that was a concern of uh, head coach Derek Hicks, just the kids getting out of routine and um, you know everything that comes with playing a, a different night of the week. But overall, they showed up um, from the first snap uh, for Shikolemi. I think they may have got one first down, and then um, as uh, – one of the guys mentioned uh, Tucker Teets was able to take back the opening hunt, and then Jones Grove really rolled. Um, they were able to uh, – Schick was able to put a score together on a busted coverage um, in the secondary, and then after that, um, you really never felt the game was in doubt. Uh, Tucker Teets has just been an absolute beast. He had 113 yards on just seven carries. Yeah. Um, so um, they were able to uh, get some other guys in. The leading rusher was actually a sophomore who had 157 yards on nine carries. So they pretty much were just able to dominate up front, and you never felt like Shiklimi's offense was able to remotely get on track short of a few big plays in the passing game. All right, so now you get to this week's game. It's Mifflinburg. And Mifflinburg, of course, uh, at a tough time with Jersey Shore. There's a lot of emotion at Jersey Shore, and they're playing with it right now. And they beat him 57-6. to What's your thought on this matchup, which is the next one on the Sealands Grove list? Yeah, I think it's an it's an interesting one. Um, last year, Sealands Grove ended up losing 19 nothing in a game that they had turnovers in the red zone and moved the ball and then got untimely penalties. And just a game where you felt like Sealands Grove, um, admittedly talking to Coach Hicks yesterday, Sealands Grove just didn't really show up last year. Um, against a pretty good Mifflinburg team. This year, uh, Mifflinburg lost a ton from last year. They are primarily a passing team. Um, They've thrown for over 2,000 yards on the season, but they don't really have any running game at all, and they're pretty one-dimensional. So it'll be interesting to see what Salem's Grove does. Uh, They are really on their, I'd say, third-string quarterback. Their quarterback from last year, Troy Dressler, who's a D1 baseball commit, due to some injuries, was moved to wide receiver. They brought in a sophomore who did a really good job the first three weeks, and then he got injured. So they were down to their third-string guy, and um, he had a really good game two weeks ago. And then last week, um, as Jersey Shore has done to a lot of teams in this area, just put a lot of pressure on them, and he threw seven interceptions in that game. So I think Jersey Shore really put a blueprint on how to beat this Mifflinburg team. Um, with a lot of pressure and uh, forcing a young quarterback to make plays. Um, Mifflinburg also has given up a ton of yards on the ground. Um, They gave up 353 against Shemokin a couple weeks ago. Last week, Jersey Shore ran for 408 yards rushing. Um, There's no secret at this point in the season, Seelands Grove is going to try to line up and they want to run the ball with Tucker Teeth. So I expect him to have a big night, and it's just a matter of how many yards he gets um, if Stones Grove can shut down that Mifflinburg attack, I think we could be looking at a, a similar game to the past two weeks. Has Seals Grove done a good job in the secondary keeping the ball in front of them? Yeah, for the most part. Like I said, they gave up a 75-yard pa- yeah. pass play last week. 
um, one of those plays where both the, both the corner and the safety were supposed to run with their guys and two uh, really good seniors just had a little bit of miscommunication and let the guy um, you know a really fast freshman receiver for Shikalimi get behind but um, overall they've they've done a nice job I know coach Hicks has talked especially in the second half of the season I'm um, just continuing to uh, get consistent on both sides of the ball there's been a lot of splash plays a lot of really good stretches and then uh, there's there's times where just some some little things that you need to clean up so right now you know all eyes are on trying to get to Jersey Shore in week 12 and it's a matter of continuing to get better every week regardless of if you're it's a game where you're a touchdown or two touchdown favorite or if you expect to really roll over a team Zach always a pleasure appreciate you very much absolutely thanks as always Steve you bet so, uh, Shemokin Shikalimi is on uh, News Radio 1070 WKOK, Mifflinburg, Sealands Grove, Eagle 107, and Danville and Lewisburg on 100.9 The Valley. All three of our teams are playing at home on Friday night. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Terry Francona is managing his final games. In the majors. I know Phillies fans were not enamored with the job he did in Philadelphia, but he's the best manager I've seen in my lifetime with the Red Sox. Um, And the big difference between his experience in Philadelphia and his experience in Boston is quite simple. Players. Okay? I know you think you had really great players when Terry Francona was your manager. I can tell you straight out with no uncertain terms. You did not. <laughs> okay. okay. I mean, really. You really didn't. Oh, no, we had no. You didn't. Okay. Defend your team all you want. No. Okay. He goes to Boston. He's got players. He's got Pedro Martinez. got Manny Ramirez. He's got David Ortiz. He's got Kurt Schilling. You know. Got players. Makes a big difference. And then he knew how to manage those players. Won two World Series. And then he goes to Cleveland, and Cleveland doesn't have the players, the level of talent. Yet he he got them to the playoffs a few times. Got them to the World Series. Guy's a terrific manager. Won over 2,000 games in his career. I know he's been going through some um, health issues. But uh, he has put together a terrific career. And uh, should be saluted as he manages his final games this weekend. Is he a Hall of Fame manager? I don't know. I mean, that, that that's kind of a hard call to make. He's won two titles. I mean, that helps. And he did a great job with with Cleveland in particular. But I don't know. I don't know. It's like Bill Belichick won six Super Bowls. And with Cleveland, he did get to the playoffs. But he's like, well, his time in Cleveland was like, that's kind of like Frank Francona's time in Philadelphia. 
didn't have the players. It doesn't. It also means that maybe he didn't mesh well with the players either. But yeah. Uh, the uh, trade yesterday of Damian Lillard to Milwaukee. It's interesting how you've heard all these different places that Damian Lillard was supposed to go. Los Angeles, definitely Miami. Over and over again, Miami, Miami, Miami. I never once heard Milwaukee. I never once read Milwaukee until the trade was made yesterday, and it's Milwaukee. So, it's interesting. Lillard is at the stage of his career where I think he knows, like, hey, I, you know, I badly want to win a title. This is my shot. So he's all for it. Because you do get up to a point in your career where you've made enough money, but it's that ring that means so much, and that's where he is. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory. Great pre owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Terrific service department that backs it all up every step of the way. Routine, difficult. They handle it all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Do we have the king? Not right now. He has not, not called yet. He has not called Wait, yet. Wait, never mind. He's just calling right now. He's calling as we speak. Very nice. Well done. Perfect timing, Caleb. All right. I don't know if Matt ever submitted his picks last week. If he didn't, he went over the week. It's just the way it is. King. How's it going? Doing all right. Uh, did Matt ever submit his picks last week? Yes, he did. How did I he just do? didn't know that he had them on my phone. Oh. So I wrote them in. Uh, okay. He won the week. He won the week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he had, his wife had a baby, so he won the week in a lot of ways. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he was excited. It was he, he last week he went um 6 and 5. I went uh, 4 and 7 and you went 3 and 8. Ooh, bad so, week for yeah. moi. Well, it's tough. He still don't know who's good. So what that does is Matt is twenty six and seventeen. He has taken the lead. Um, All right. You're twenty five and eighteen, so you're only one game behind them. And I don't think I am. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 
Call me the Red Sox. <laughs> Last place. <laughs> yeah. I'm 16 and 26, but I'm very confident. A very confident 16 and 26. Well done. So I'm not taking any more chances. I got to catch up here. So. But how about you? Know, you brought up the Red Sox, all right? So and we'll bypass yeah. that. We'll bypass that for a moment because it's um, they're 15th in payroll. The Yankees, the Mets, and the Padres. $880 million in payroll and no yeah. playoffs for any one of those three teams. It's amazing. No. And it's a, that's a big no, problem. No, they can all say that. You can put the Red Sox in that. I mean, that's this year. But the Red Sox have been in last place three out of the last four years. Right, no, but I'm saying for the Players Association, they've been telling the owners if you spend money, you'll win. And when you've yeah. got the Orioles and the Rays in the bottom four, easily in and the top three in payroll easily out that's not if I'm the players association I'm worried about that I would worry big time about it where are the Braves that's a good question I think the Braves are 10th I think they're 10th in payroll and they're, they, so and they, they kind of spend, but they still depend right. on their trades and uh, and their farm system. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, uh, uh, they were able to get like Olson to replace Freeman. That was huge. But you look at Albies, you look at Acuna, you look at uh, Riley. I mean, they're just really good. Spencer Strider, they're just really good, and they've developed a lot of these players. Are they homegrown? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. That yeah. was really good. Yeah, I could play ball. So. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, really... I don't buy the 70 stolen base thing. That's kind of a asterisk record because isn't it easier to steal bases now? Yeah, supposedly. Well, the bases are four inches larger than they were, which gives That's you, which gives you Two technically, inches. technically yeah. a four inch larger lead at first, and mm-hmm. a four inch shorter path into second. Well, no, it's a two inch larger lead. Yeah. At for, no, if you're it's going four, from the no, center it's four line inch, of the base. It's no, two it's four, inches no, each way. No, yeah. it's four inches. Uh, your lead because the the base is up against the uh, line. It's not halfway. Oh, okay. I got you. right now. Oh. Two inches. You're correct on the other side. Two inches at second base. Okay, I got yeah. you. So it's so but that's words, a lot. I mean, how many inches. guys get thrown out by a fingertip? You know. I mean, I mean, Dave Roberts made it barely because Posada made a great throw yeah. on that play in 2004. It's one of the best throws I've ever seen Posada make. If you had today's bases, there really is no drama there. Roberts easily steals the base. Right. You know, I, I mean, mean that's, uh, that, the that, other that's thing, the though, is that pitchers can only throw over twice, right? Right. Yep. So you that allows over. the base runner to get a bigger right. lead. You can throw over a third time. But if you don't get him, the guy gets the base. So you are allowed to throw over a third time. I like the new rules. The, oh, the so game is definitely you can watch, you know. Yeah, I agree. It was unwatchable before. So. Yeah, and it's, the best part to me was when I took the shifts out. Now you just feel like you're seeing baseball, yeah. seeing hits, yep. seeing some action, yep. some movement. It's something yeah. like that. 
Oh, it's definitely a better game, and you know it's a better game because up to this point, anytime they tried to make rule changes, the players wouldn't do them. They right. were kind of like, ah, and then eventually they didn't do it anymore, you know, right. where they're doing it. And it's because they're being enforced. So good for them. What's the other thing? And that the minor leagues is very good because they try a lot of the stuff out. The younger pitchers, the stuff's no good. But what is no not no good? It's no big deal because they've been doing it for a while in the minors. But the one thing I heard is this is the reason why the pitchers are only going five or six innings because they're just rearing back and throwing. They don't have time to sit there and. You know, hmm, maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do that. It's just like, look, I don't have time to mess around. I'm throwing a fastball, you know. And yeah. that, uh, the time clock is rushing the pitchers a bit, which is burning them out quicker in a game. So, uh, yeah, you know sense. what? Yeah, I guess it is. I don't see. I don't know. I, I'm not. It's interesting when you watch. So I'll do this from my experience in terms of the games I've announced. You'd be amazed at the pace with which a guy pitches when there's nobody on base. Where the right. game gets really bogged down. This is the games I've, I've done. It gets bogged down the second somebody gets on base. Even now. Now, they're, now they're, well, no, I'm just saying it used to be. All right, it was, right. It was slower, more deliberate. Step off. There was a one pitcher the Red Sox had. He's with him for a couple of years. He's from Japan. This yeah. is recently. Yeah, I can't remember yeah, I don't know who you mean. Yeah. Last year, they're playing the Yankees. He took 36 seconds between pitches with a guy on yeah. base. Yeah, he averaged a half a minute every pitch. He he was incredible to sit and watch. You'd be like, oh, my God, to watch a movie while you were watching him play. It was just, I'm like, what are you doing? You're ruining the game. And what are you accomplishing? I don't see what you're accomplishing. Like, wait, 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 wait for what? Okay? Pitch the ball. Okay? At some point, you're going to have to throw it. How about now? Well, you have to get in the rhythm, too, you know? Well, that's not I, I rhythm. Just, <laughs> no, I know. There, there's no rhythm when you do that. And the ones who struggled went slower. Oh, you know? sure. If you're that's in right. a groove, you want the ball and you want to throw. If you're not in a groove, you're kind of like, i got to grind this out. But, well, that's I mean, there's got to be a reason why. The average, I don't know what the numbers are. I just know that they're down. Yeah. That there's. I don't even know if there was a complete game this year, you know. Well, the no hitters Garrett, are down. Garrett Cole uh, threw a complete game last night. Okay. Yeah, but he, I mean, he it's far and few between, you know. Yeah. It's not, I don't, there's not a, that was the Red Sox problem this year. They couldn't get a starter until the fifth inning. No, it's awful. Awful. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and that's a fact. They had, except for the young guy, Bale. Yeah, ba- but Bale's he's not bizarre. bad. He can't pitch at night. Yeah. It's unbelievable. His ERA during the day, day games, 2.69, something like that. Nighttime, yeah. it doubles. He's in the fours. 
And Amazing. it's like, why can't you pitch at night, you know? Who knows? Uh, well, he's young. He's he's right. a good pitcher. No, he's he's, he's going to be good for them. And, I, and yeah. the guy I give credit to of all the pitchers in the majors is Kenley mm-hmm. Jansen, who pitched really well for the Red Sox this year. Everybody thought the pitch clock would really hurt him because he was deliberate as all get out with both the Dodgers yeah. and the Braves. And yeah. he had no he had no problem adapting. All right, hey, let's take a break. We've got picks to make, and you have Matt's picks. Okay? All yes, right. I do. I got them all written in. So All right, all set to go. We'll come back with the picks in a moment on News Radio ten seventy WKOK. The games to pick here today. All right. See if we can all catch Matt. Find out if uh, this is the big comfort behind week for you. I'm telling you, this is it. Uh, I'm, I'm like stoked this week. All right. So we'll start college since we have the college theme up. Uh, tomorrow night, Oregon State and Utah. I got Utah. Matt has Utah. I have Utah as well. That's a that's a really good team, and by the end of the year when they get Cam Rising back, they're going to be even better. Colorado yep. at home with USC. 10 a.m. <laughs> 10 a.m. Boulder time. Get a calculator. <laughs> I think USC is going to put up 70 points on them. Colorado's defense, not good. Uh, No doubt. Uh, Look, to the first three games, you can cover up a lot of your deficiencies. You can kind of work around them, cover it up. But what happens is everybody gets tape of you, and they can see your deficiencies. Colorado will score in this game. I'll bet Colorado scores at least 28 points in this game because USC's defense is so? no better than okay. Oh, USC's well, defense USC's is no better than okay. USC's defense is suspect, but I watched yeah. the game. I mean, they had nothing against Oregon. Is Oregon that good? Oregon's the quarterback, really good I love the Bo. I knew, I knew Bo. What's his name? Bo? Bo Nix. Yep. Uh, because of his name. <laughs> when he was a freshman, I said, yeah. this guy's going to win the Heisman Trophy yeah. because his name is cool. But... Um, he is a very, very good quarterback. He's going to be a good pro. Uh, uh, but USC is going to break 60 with Caleb Williams. They'll win the game easily. Yeah. yeah. It's not even going to be competitive. I, I mean, as Sanders' son, I, I forgot his first name. But, uh, Shador um, Sanders is very good. He's a very good athlete. He's going to be a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback now. Um, yeah, but he was running for line. his life last yep. week. I mean, yep. they could not block at all, and the kid was running for his life. He's good. His brother's good. They'll both yep. be in the NFL. So, yeah. I mean, they've got good players, Colorado. They're going to be. I mean, Dion can coach. I just I don't like the sunglass stuff. I don't like all sure. that, and I think they got very humbled last week. So let's see what they do with it. So. LSU Ole Miss. I got LSU. Matt's got LSU. Yeah, I've got LSU. Yeah, we're all the Uh, same on this. Ole Miss kind of last week showed nothing against Alabama. Tennessee, South Carolina. Good game. 
Yeah, really, it's a very good game. Um, my question is, where's that game being played? You've got it at South Carolina? I put South Carolina. I got South Carolina. Um, Tennessee got well. Didn't Tennessee yeah, get the their game butt is kicked in last the game's week? In, the game's in Knoxville. I'm going to go with Tennessee. Okay. Matt's got South Carolina. Yeah, I'm going to take Tennessee. Syracuse and Clemson. Another good game. Yeah. I got the orange, man. I'm going to take Clemson. Matt has Syracuse also. I still think there's something in the tank there at Clemson. I mean, I can add one more game. I missed one. Uh, Notre Dame and Duke. Oh, yeah, I'll take uh, Duke. Really? Yep. Okay. I mean, look what they did to UConn last week. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so I'll, I'll text Matt. He's got to pick Notre Dame, he'll too. Pick He's Notre a big Dame. Notre Dame. What the heck? Nah, nah. He'll pick Notre Dame. Then he'll pace, <laughs> then he'll pace the entire night. Uh, I'm going to take Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is still very good. But I mean, oh, I that comes right good. down to the end. But I think Duke's Duke better is very good. Yep. Yep. So you got uh, Duke. I'll, I'll have Matt pick it. I know he's going to take Notre Dame. So. Miami Buffalo in the NFL. Great game. Yeah. I think Ma- I got Miami. I'm going to take Buffalo. I think you take a Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yep. Well, not? Yeah, hey, it's a, they're playing at home, and yeah. my my problem with Buffalo is their defensive suspect. And yeah, and, and my offense is not <laughs> throws the ball around. You so what are the scouts turn the ball over? Huh? I got to tell you, one of the scouts for the Dolphins was at practice on Tuesday. Yeah. And I walked up to him. I said, "Are you looking for a couple of guys to allow to allow you to break 80? <laughs> That's what I said to him. <laughs> I just think the way the quarterback turns the ball over for Buffalo, yeah. you can't do that against a yeah. offense like yeah. Miami and give him that many shots. And if he keeps turning the ball over the way he is, they're nothing more than the 500 team. So, Baltimore and, and, at, excuse me, Detroit at Green Bay tonight. I got the pack. I got the pack tonight, too. Why not? Jordan Love. I, he's a kid's good. He's done a good job. He's not a he's kid a... anymore. I mean, he's, he's been around for a while. Right. I mean, oh. Way better than I thought it would be. Baltimore at Cleveland. Well, hang on. Matt's got Detroit. He's oh. got Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Baltimore at Cleveland. Suddenly, out of nowhere, Deshaun Watson remembered how to play quarterback. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I got screwed by him last week on, yeah. on two poles. Yeah. That's a, okay, maybe he he slept on it and said, boy, I was stupid. So I took Cleveland. I'll take Cleveland Baltimore well. is not impressed this year. No. So you got Cleveland? I'll take Cleveland. Matt has Baltimore. So if we're going to catch up to Matt, we, we, well, you're only a game behind him anyway. This is the week because Here's there's a the lot of different Bowl. ones. Time now for the <laughs> Over Bowl. Broncos are 0-3. The Bears are 0-3. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a great game. I mean, I, I pick games where they're even with each other. So. I'm going to take, oh, I know, Michelle, you're going to kill me for this. Denver. <laughs> I got Denver. Matt's got Chicago. Chicago's the worst team in football. Arguably one of the worst teams ever. <laughs> hey, I mean, their team hates themselves, so that's, yeah. that's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, Denver, I think, will bounce back. Uh, and Sean Payton's too good of a coach to, to lose and finally, like that. At Lucas Oil, the Rams and the Colts. Oh, another good game. I'm going on a limb and taking Indianapolis. Gardner Minshew running the show. Matthew yeah. Stafford has thrown two touchdowns this season and four interceptions. Yeah. Really? He's, he's like the Buffalo quarterback. He's thrown to the other team. They're nice passes, too. <laughs> yeah, they're I mean, really well thrown. I mean, but he's they don't have to. on the stride. <laughs> His problem is they don't have Cooper Cup. They don't have Tyler Higby. They've got guys that are out. Uh, but I'm still going to take the Rams in this one on the road. All right. You know, one thing I noticed. When these guys get, like, wicked famous and they start doing commercials, uh, you could keep Mahomes out of it, but um, they seem to start to fail, you know? But how about the Taylor Swift thing? <laughs> it's uh, it's how, probably a little extra cool juice that? in the NFL. <laughs> oh, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant marketing. Kelsey's got two two hundred and ten thousand followers now. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Oh. Yeah, and and now the now NBC is stuck with that Jets Chiefs game on Sunday night because no, they scheduled going. it. They scheduled <laughs> it because they thought that Rodgers would be playing. Right? But Taylor Swift will be there, so which she's means. There with- <laughs> She's replacing uh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh my God! She is just this girl has such a draw. It's incredible, and you're going to have people watching football who never saw football in their life because she's there, and the NFL loves it. 